asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today, it's a money jubilee. We're celebrating listener money wins in 2020. Yeah, that's right, buddy. This episode is all about listener wins. A few weeks ago, we asked for submissions from our listeners, uh, all of you out there. We wanted to hear how it is that you got ahead with your money this year. Celebrating these achievements is so important. We're going to talk about why it is so important. We are really looking forward to sharing those uh, achievements with others as well as celebrating them with you. Yeah, so. I think it's going to be celebratory and informative, right? Like the, the oh, way yeah. that people have been able to take control of their personal finances. In particular, in a really odd year um, that threw a lot at us, we can all learn things from fellow listeners who have done uh, good things with their money, who have made solid money moves this year. So, yeah, it should be a fun one. Yeah, everybody was smart about it. Nobody uh, got ahead with their money by getting lucky. Yeah, no, no, no one, lottery ticket stories. No one said like, <laughs> "I robbed a bank," and I. It's been great since then. So I'm glad for that. We got some honest and uh, ethical people in the How to Money <laughs> <laughs> community. Uh, but before we get to that, Matt, I wanted to, to let you know, I'm not sure if you grind your teeth, um, but actually- I, No, but I, I know you do. I, I do. I do at night. And so I, I read a story actually the other day that apparently a lot more people are, due to the stress of COVID and stuff like that, they've found themselves grinding their teeth. They're in need yeah. of a night guard. Makes sense. And so yeah, dentists are seeing uptick in requests. Um, and something I did actually four years ago when I realized that I needed a night guard I went on Amazon and I did some searching to see if anybody offered something similar to what a dentist's office um, offers because my dentist was quoting me $600, over $600 to get a night guard made. For like the football thing that you put in your mouth, like when you're playing football? Well, so <laughs> basically, I'll tell you, there, there's a big difference. I'm sure, actually. they're more custom, right? Yes. Oh, okay. completely. And it's like a different kind of plastic. So it is a big deal. Like you okay. don't just want to get the stock $10 thing off like uh, the, the shelves at Target or something. Yeah, pick like it that. up used at Dick's. <laughs> yes. Please, please <laughs> not do. Dick's. Played against sports. Played against sports. Yes. Get a used mouth guard. That's what Matt recommends. Um, not me, though, I promise. So yeah, but I, I was able to do some searching and I found that there there were uh, some companies that actually send you a very similar mold material to what your dentist uh, uses at the dentist office. And you can get a, a night guard that replicates what your dentist is able to provide you. 
there might be some dentists out there listening who disagree or are upset at mentioning sure. this. But for a lot of people, um, they can't afford a $650 night guard. It's just out of bounds. And it was for me too years ago. I'm like, no, no way I can spend this much money. I can't justify that. And so I was able to find a company that did it for, uh, it was like $120. And way <laughs> so, better. Yeah, I'll post a link in our show notes to the company I used. Uh, finally, it broke four years later, <laughs> that, that night guard. But it was really well made. And apparently they aren't supposed to last for forever, right? <laughs> They right. are supposed to last for, for just a handful of years. I guess it, it just depends on how serious of a chewer you are at yeah, night. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. And I will say, you know, my dentist, she understood my decision to do that. I, I talked it through with her and, and she offered to make some adjustments to it on the back end. So yeah, there, there is a level of service you're going to get from a dental office, but but it's also going to cost you a whole lot more too. So if anybody out there is finding like, man, my mouth hurts in the morning. I've been grinding my teeth at night and they need a night guard. Well, I would suggest maybe talking to your dentist, but then also looking to see if, if one of these other companies that takes your actual impressions and has a laboratory that, that creates um, uh, mouth guards similar to what a dentist would produce, it's a decent middle of the road option. Sounds better than like me going down to the bike shop, like tracing out a, you know on a piece of wood and kind of making some cuts and just like giving that to you. You, you know. want something like George Washington teeth? <laughs> is that what you're trying to make? <laughs> but man, this does kind of raise the question is, how do you feel about going to the dentist during COVID times, you know? just with all the health precautions that, that we're needing to take uh, during this winter, but like laying there in a chair with your mouth open, you know, while somebody <laughs> works on you, feels like the exact opposite of what I would want to be doing. Uh, but granted, you know, you're talking about dentists disagreeing with, you know, you ordering a, a mouth guard on Amazon. They're also probably going to disagree with the fact that like, I haven't been to a dentist in about eight years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that's probably me being cheap, but we'll also say that for another episode where we dive into that. But yeah, like what are your thoughts in general about going in, whether it be for doctor's visits, but, but yeah, just maybe more kind of elective checkups like going to a dentist. Well, I think we've seen some of the negative effects of people not going and getting some regular routine medical procedures done or not going to the dentist when they need yeah. to. And and so, yeah, I don't know. I think... Uh, but are you comfortable with it? I, I think I would. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been since the pan pandemic started, but I really should book another dental visit really soon. And that is one of those things where everybody's got to make their own call. But I'm sure these medical providers have taken a lot of precautions. Nothing is risk-free, right? Yeah. And um, But I would say sometimes there's a higher risk by not going to the doctor or by not going to the dentist. And so, Matt, you should go and our listeners Please. should probably go to the dentist on the reg too. Look at these teeth. No, they're nice. They look good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on uh, uh, to the beer we're having on this episode. This one is Samuel Smith's uh, Winter Welcome Ale. They're calling it this year Welcome Back Ale, and it's because uh, the proceeds from this beer are specifically going to support the U.S. Bartenders Guild, um, a group of people who certainly has been negatively affected by the pandemic. So looking forward to having this classic beer uh, on this episode with you today, my friend. Yeah, we're going to share this one together, and we're going to share our thoughts on this beer at the end of the episode. And what's great about this one, too, man, this is a beer that folks can pretty much pick up anywhere like regardless of where you live you can pretty much always find some samuel smith beers potentially even at your local grocery store so yeah, yeah looking forward to this one buddy let's go ahead and shift gears let's get to the episode let's get this jubilee started yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh today's episode is going to be akin to like a wide receiver dance in the end zone i don't really watch much <laughs> football matt but i feel like that's the best part of any football game is like the super awesome end zone celebrations and uh, there have been some creative ones throughout the years i specifically remember when terrell owens pulled a sharpie out of his sock autographed the ball tossed it in the stands I mean, that's the kind of stuff that just uh, it sticks out in your memory, even more than the games. Um, and, and yeah, we're going to talk about the importance of celebrating and how that can actually spur us on towards more action today. Uh, making a big deal about your money wins, the, the money wins you experience in your life, is going to have a lot of positive effects on, on you moving forward, especially after a rough 2020. We're going to share our money wins, Matt and I, uh, with you guys too, uh, as well as sharing a bunch of awesome ones from the How to Money community. Uh, so yeah, first we just want to acknowledge and say thank you all for being a part of this episode, sending in your clips. It, it made us smile listening to them and preparing for this episode. So we're really excited to get to share them all with you today. Yeah, and you know, considering that over 68% of Americans have reported experiencing some financial setbacks this year, it makes even more sense to celebrate the wins that we've experienced, right? You know, often I know we don't celebrate after we've worked hard to achieve something. There's a 
sort of this tendency, I, th- I think, to have that onward and upward mentality uh, where you're kind of constantly looking for the next best thing. Like I know personally, I, I could do a better job celebrating uh, and marking achievements, not only you know in my life, but in the lives of those around me as well. And with all the financial hardships that a lot of folks have experienced this year, it is good to roll with the punches and continue to stay disciplined and, and to work hard. But let's make sure that we are also taking time to celebrate these achievements as well. Yeah. So let's talk about why we find it important to celebrate. I think uh, there, there's a few reasons. The first one is that celebrating motivates us. It motivates us to do more and to do better and to continue on. Like Studies show that celebrating actually boosts our well-being as a human. If we never stop to acknowledge what is that we've accomplished, it can start to feel like all you do is work without any end in sight. And so enjoying the fruits of your labor is an important part of laboring. (laughs) And so if there's no end in sight, it's going to be easier to get burned out in your pursuit of your future money goals. So taking the time to pause and celebrate signifies that you've done good work, that you've accomplished something, and that it's something you're proud of. And that does spur us on. It motivates us to do even more in the future. Yeah, and you know, we should also celebrate too because it builds our confidence, right? Like, look at all I've been able to accomplish. Now I'm able to move on to an even bigger challenge. The, these celebrations reinforce in our mind uh, that we have done something meaningful and that they increase our belief that we can accomplish something even more audacious. You know, also, too, it's worth pointing out that it's, it's not necessary for these celebrations to cost a lot of money uh, or any money at all. Uh, we're not talking about you know dropping bank on a on a brand new you know three series, uh, <laughs> but it's okay to spend a little more money that month maybe than you normally would maybe in your entertainment category to to mark a milestone that you've been working towards for that year. It could even be as simple as something like baking a student loan payoff cake, <laughs> right? Or uh, sharing maybe in the Facebook group uh, the good news uh, how you've been able to maybe pay down that student loan or if you were able to achieve some sort of savings goal. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be this kind of grand blowout. It doesn't necessarily need to be something that then kind of sets you back a little bit financially. Yeah, I'm going kite surfing in Fiji to celebrate <laughs> that I paid off my student loans, <laughs> but I'm going into debt for that. Feels a little counterproductive. Yeah, exactly. That's not the best celebration necessarily, um, in- unless you have the-, the cash on hand to pay for that trip too. Um, and-, and yeah, Matt, like what you were saying too, maybe sharing in the Facebook group, another benefit of celebrating is that it can motivate others at the same time. Since we today are celebrating community style, it has a positive effect on the entire community. Your money win, it's it's not really bragging. It's more like highlighting something that's taken real work and then sharing it with others in your sphere who are trying to achieve similar results. And often sharing those things can actually help give other people tactical ideas in addition to the motivation to keep after it when they're attacking their own money goals. Yeah. And, and don't forget too, to acknowledge others You know, when you're celebrating these wins. Uh, especially if you have a significant other who has worked alongside you to reach your collective goals. Make sure that you're celebrating together and uh, to say thank you to others who have been instrumental in your progress. It's, it's good to be aware of not just you know all the hard work that you've put into it, but the, the hard work and sacrifice of others as well. So Joel, before we kind of launch into some of our listener wins, you and I, you know, we talked about how we're going to share our wins this year as well. And so I'll go ahead and start things off. Uh, a couple of years ago, a lot of folks might remember how Kate and I, we started a pretty huge home renovation project. And to fund a lot of it, we took out a HELOC from our local credit union at a really low rate. Well, this year, we were able to completely pay down and eliminate that debt from our lives. Because this is our podcast. <laughs> this is something... I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. But for me, looking back, this is a huge thing for this year. Uh, this is the, the first time we've ever taken on a large amount of debt like that. That wasn't uh, a mortgage, right? Where it was like an investment. And so for me, it was just a... I don't know. It was a brand new experience to have the feeling of kind of what I call consumer debt because yeah. we didn't necessarily need to, you know, to incur that debt in order to make it an investment or, or something that was maybe a little more money savvy, something a little bit wiser. It, was, uh, it had a lot to do with lifestyle and the desire for us to be able to stay in this house. Uh, but you know, we don't at all regret it being able to virtual school this entire year while maintaining proper distances, <laughs> even within our within our own house, has been fantastic. Uh, and so that was a huge one. For for us. Uh, and related to that, a, a goal of mine was to be able to, to transition away from photography since that was, it was stealing valuable weekend time with the family. You know, now with the kids in school, uh, I can't just like kick off on a, on a Friday and say, all right, you know, we're going to have family day on Friday this, this week. Well, it's like, oh no, like you've got school, even with virtual school. Granted, the pandemic certainly accelerated things since weddings and events 
were either canceled or postponed. But man, this is a huge win that we were able to generate enough income here at the podcast this year to to offset the loss of income from photography for for our family. So that being said, too, a big thank you to all of our listeners out there uh, for being a critical part of this one. You know, we couldn't make this podcast without our listeners. You being subscribed and listening every single week has allowed, yeah, Joel and I to reach some some goals of our own. Yeah, totally, man. And 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 I think. Yeah, when uh, the pandemic hit, it was certainly a transitional time, and it was a difficult time uh, trying to figure out what work was going to look like for you. And and that is a big money win to say I, I can transition away from this, and and that is a big money win. And and so much of our ability to continue to create this podcast is is due to uh, our listeners out there who oh, yeah. consistently listen and support it. So thank you. Um, and, and all right, my big money win for uh, this year, Matt, was becoming a one car family. Um, and that was something was new territory for you guys. Yeah, yeah. something you kind of egged me on towards. And I, <laughs> I didn't really, uh, it didn't really uh, cross my mind all that much. And we recorded that episode about what it would look like for someone to do that. And I just, it kept sticking in my mind. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I, I feel like it's time to try this. And especially as the prices for used cars were going up, my Nissan Leaf somehow randomly in the pandemic was worth you know a couple thousand dollars more than it had been. And I was like, yeah, now's the time to pull the trigger. happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time to jump. Used car prices don't typically go up. <laughs> and so because of that, um, it helped us to to make that happen. I miss my Nissan Leaf. I'm, I love electric vehicles. I'll definitely own another one someday. But for the time being, it was the right move for our family. So yeah, definitely celebrating that one. I also too just want to give a quick shout out to my dad. He had a big money win this year. He just retired a week ago. Nice. Yeah. That's right. So good for him. Um, that's, a, that's a big step to be able to take. And um, yeah, but... Really, this episode, Matt, it's all about our listeners. We want to share yes. those money wins. We want to celebrate that. So uh, let's get to all of those right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. 
Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, we are back from the break, and it's time to hear now from you, our listeners. And so first up, we have sort of a a motivational money win, uh, and this one is from Andrew. Hey, guys, this is Andrew from Charleston, South Carolina. My money win this year is motivation. For so long, I have been yearning for financial independence and learning about how to get to it. But this year, we finally took small but concrete actionable steps to get there and as a result of that we've gotten to a 52 percent savings rate and we have saved up enough money to finally buy our first rental property but perhaps more importantly than that uh, the motivation to go farther with money and to be bold has inspired me to get to um, raising money for Make-A-Wish in our state. Uh, I've raised $11,000 this year, and I've committed to, in my life, raising over $100,000 for them. Uh, None of this would be possible without two best buds talking about money and great beer on a podcast. I'm so grateful for what you guys do and for what everyone in this community does. So thanks so much, and cheers. Andrew, thanks for saying that, man. Um, it's too kind. And really, yeah. uh, Matt and I, we do this because because we love it. And hearing you say that like certainly means a lot. But at the same time, what you've been able to accomplish is based on your own action and, and taking the things that you've heard and applying them. I think, Matt, too, finding motivation and getting bold is a legitimate hurdle in our struggle to accrue money wins. Like I, I don't know about other people, but I can easily find excuses to not do the things that I know I need to do. It's really easy for me to put something off even when I know I need to do it. And it sounds like uh, part of that motivation for Andrew was to raise money to give it away to other people. And I think finding that motivation, finding that concrete motivation that is going to spur you on towards action is is huge. And I think, you know, that process obviously with Andrew has helped him get legit buttoned up uh, with his own personal finances. A savings rate of over 50% is just outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of glossed over that pretty quickly, but it's like, <laughs> man, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I think here, you know, the lesson as well is for all of us is to kind of find, yeah, what motivates you that you can keep front and center in your mind. And Andrew mentioned uh, pursuing financial independence, right? And so for him, you know, looking to buy a rental property in order to generate those additional streams of income, well, use that as part of your drive to kick your finances into a higher gear and take those small, but like he said, those small but concrete steps to increase your savings rate. There's little steps that we can take every single day that can move us closer to those goals. Those are the things that we talk about every single episode here on the show. uh, And those are the things that we want to see our listeners to uh, implement into their lives as well. No doubt. All right, next, let's hear from a listener in Ireland. What's been a colossal financial storm for so many has been more of a quick thunder shower for so many HTM listeners, including uh, this one, Christy from Ireland. Hi, Matt and Joel. This is Christy calling from Ireland. I got made redundant during the pandemic, but because my emergency fund was good and healthy, I was able to continue living as usual, including continuing paying my childminder, which gave me lots of time to search for a job. And I have a new job starting in December. Thanks for um, all your advice. Love the show. Bye. So first, isn't childminder <laughs> such a good term that we should start using here in the U.S.? Totally. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Like here in the U.S., it's, uh, you know, sitting. So whether it's uh, babysitting, pet sitting, house sitting, 
but like that's such a an inactive and unengaged phrase you know like sitting it's just like you're sitting there doing nothing whereas like a child minder it's like oh you're you're being intentional you're like leaning into the child uh engaging with them you know i, I totally think we should be using that term here in the u.s solid term <laughs> i agree uh but christy congrats on having that emergency fund in place uh it's so nice to know that you know when hardship strikes and there's enough to worry about you know on so many other fronts that our lack of money won't be tripping us up and i want to point out too how difficult it can be to not only save up enough for an emergency fund but then to not touch it except for when there's an actual emergency fake emergencies like it's so easy to be like oh well i got this emergency i need a new jacket exactly (laughs) but that's not really an emergency and that's not what your e-fund's there for exactly yeah i mean dude 40 percent of americans can't cover a 400 hundred dollar emergency and so yeah having a fully funded emergency fund is a huge win. Uh, It really sets those who have those apart. Yeah. And and to Christy, congrats on starting your new job. Uh, So often people are forced to take any job that comes along after they've been laid off or made redundant, as Christy said, which is another awesome phrase, Um, but, but not Christy, right? And we can all learn from this too. That emergency fund came in huge in order to give her the time and the space to look carefully for the next right opportunity, not just the first one that came along. So, so make sure you have an emergency fund in place before you need it, because if you wait until you need it, it's actually too late. And Matt, I've seen that happen to other people, uh, that they just don't have almost any savings on hand, and they just have to take another job. Often, it's something that they're not interested in doing. They don't want this job, but right. they have to in order to bring in the income, um, and that's what the uh, fully funded emergency fund can prevent you from having to do. Yeah, so an emergency fund, savings are vitally important. And uh, speaking of savings, let's hear from another listener. Hi, this is Essie from Annapolis, Maryland. My money win this year is that I finally set up a high interest savings account with CIT and asked my employer to automatically deposit a portion of my bi-monthly paychecks into that account. Automating my savings has been a game changer. I can't believe it took me this long to finally take that step. It is so much better than just leaving my savings sitting in my checking account the way I used to. Essie, automating savings is a game changer. Yeah, I personally have to take advantage of automation a lot in my life because if I didn't, I would totally forget important things that I need to do. Automation is... Like your anniversary, (laughs) kids' birthdays. They're all on the calendar, man, or I will miss it. I totally forgot to put uh, someone special on my life's birthday on my calendar. Uh Oh, my dad. Sorry, dad. Oh. Uh, in November, I totally <laughs> forgot his birthday. Oh, didn't, didn't give him the call? No, didn't uh. give him the call. I remember like two days later and I had to prof- no. <laughs> profusely apologize. But yeah, th- it's that kind of stuff that I would continue to forget, especially when it came to making good money moves if I didn't automate it. So I think as he's spot on on that and, and getting a higher interest rate is is big too. Everyone should follow Ezzy's lead if you haven't switched to uh, an online bank that eliminates fees and pays a reasonable rate of interest. By the way, Matt, new article on howtomoney.com about how you should think about switching banks uh, in order to score higher interest. Kind of went into all the weeds on that. So if you're interested in that, we'll put that in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, dude, most definitely. And you know, the last part of what Ezzy said is the most crucial, right? If you have a direct deposit from your employer, have them deposit a portion of every single paycheck into another account that is uh, specifically for savings goals. This can provide the, uh, the the right mental as well as physical barriers that allow you to to grow your savings. You know, even though you could easily transfer that money over in a snap. Having that one additional step in the way uh, will allow a lot of us uh, to pause long enough to, to even reconsider, like, do I really need this money or like, should I really be tapping this? Sometimes we need to kind of intentionally place these barriers in our lives uh, to keep us from, from doing things that we know ultimately, like on a better day, that I wouldn't do. Yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah, so having that money deposited into a separate savings account, I think that's brilliant. Uh, excellent job, Ezzy. Yep. All right. And let's get to uh, next one. This one's from a listener that made some massive headway with student loans this year. Hi, Joel and Matt. My name is Taylor. And my money win this year was that when the federal student loans went into forbearance, I took the money that I had been paying to them and applied it and doubled up the amount that I was paying on my private consolidated student loans, which were actually double the percentage um, of interest as my federal student loans. And so I doubled up on my private consolidated loans and was able to pay them off a lot faster until the forbearance period ends. Nice, Taylor. That is awesome. Uh, This is the exact kind of move that we're hoping many How to Money listeners would take with the student loan forbearance period. So excellent job there. 
for folks who remain gainfully employed, taking that money uh, that was going towards uh, paying down federal loans and then redirecting that money towards either maybe beefing up your savings, uh, paying down other debts, or you know even paying down your federal loans faster. Like That is a huge money win. So congrats on getting that private student loan monkey off your back. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it's nice to be done with that. And obviously that forbearance, a lot of people needed that forbearance, um, although it was given to everyone regardless of need. And so a lot of people who didn't need it were able to accelerate other money goals and like Taylor. So so way to go, Taylor. All right, the next money win is super practical, and many of us can learn something from this one. Hey, Joel and Matt. This is Masa from Boston, and I wanted to share my little money win for 2020. In a past episode, you asked your listeners to think about whether we actually needed Amazon Prime. After giving it some thought myself, I thought that having Prime made it way too easy to click it and ship it. Plus, I never used any of the other Prime benefits. So, when my Prime membership expired, I decided to not renew it. I further decided to intentionally add friction to the process of buying stuff from Amazon by forcing myself to collect up at least $25 worth of stuff, which may take a few items, so that I could still get free shipping. Not only that, and you all can debate whether this is frugal or cheap, I pay for my Amazon purchases with Amazon gift cards that I buy at my local grocery store using my American Express Blue Cash Preferred card so I get 6% back on my gift card purchases. Wow, it seems like my money win for 2020 was brought to you by the letter A. I ended up giving the $120 Prime membership fee and then some as a tip to my local ramen shop. Shout out to you, Mayo Katare. Anyway, thanks for your awesome podcast and keep up the good work. Joel, Masa makes a great point here. You know, the, the biggest pitfall of Amazon Prime isn't necessarily the 120 bucks you spend. It's the frictionless ease that could cause you to spend potentially hundreds or even thousands more than you intended to over the years. Amazon wants to make it easy for you to spend your money. Uh, and creating that $25 threshold is helpful to, to curb shipping costs. Uh, but also, it prevents you from making those impulse purchases, just like we're talking about with Ezzy, you know, having that money in a separate account. If you're able to make it more difficult for you to be part with your money, uh, I think that's a wise move. We, you know, we're doing something similar right now with uh, Walmart Plus. You know, we're not members, but I was wanting to buy something from from them the other day. And dude, I am not going to pay for shipping. <laughs> and so that you know, those items are just sitting there in the cart, and it's causing me to obviously not purchase those items as quickly. And so it's slowing down my consumption, and also giving me time to consider, like, oh, do I actually, you know, do I actually need those additional uh, fruit, fruit of the Loom thermal shirts uh, <laughs> here in the winter because I want to stay warm or maybe i can make do with what i already have yeah uh, so i think that's a good uh tactic a good approach yeah leaving stuff in the shopping cart it can definitely help and creating more friction in the buying process for most people that sounds stupid for but for people that want to save money it's brilliant right yeah. it's, it's a good way to go and also to amex blue cash preferred for the win uh, that's a great strategy to save even more on certain purchases at amazon or home improvement stores because those gift cards you don't usually find those on discount to get that 6% discount is, is pretty good. So this yeah. is definitely frugal. Uh, plus the fact that you gave that Amazon Prime fee away, Masa, oh, yeah. <laughs> to your local ramen shop. That's so generous. We're all about making sure that we're taking steps to support the local businesses, especially restaurants right now. In particular, the ones that we love the most, the ones that we want to stick around through 2020. So I love your generosity and being able to tie the money you're saving with a gift you're able to give. It's uh, just so fulfilling. So it's such a great way to think about it. Plus, just hearing him talk about a ramen shop, man, it makes me realize I haven't been to uh, my favorite local spot here recently. So I need to head over to Lifting Noodles over here in East Atlanta to make sure that they are receiving my support as well. Yeah. Get your ramen on, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've got several more listener wins that we're going to get to, as well as uh, a few from Facebook as well. We'll get to those right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. 
Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach. Do. Every single summer, we've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back from the break. It's the How to Money year-end jubilee. We're uh, featuring your listener wins. It's already been a lot of fun, but Matt, we've got more to share. So let's get to that next listener money win. Hi, guys. My name is Sam, and I just want to thank you so much for all your time and advice. Um, the, I'm the first in my family to go to college, and I'm the first to actually start investing my money. I come from not the most ideal economic situation growing up, and I kid you not when I say your podcast has changed the trajectory of my future. I've learned such better financial and budgeting skills on both the macro and micro scale. I've learned to invest and make my money go further, and I'm passing this on to my siblings as well and just... Thank you so much. 2020 has been an interesting year for everybody, but on this w- this way, it's been a really great year for personal growth. Thanks. Dang, Sam, thank you so much for sharing that. It is incredible to hear that you've been able to you know, take some of the advice that you've heard on the show and implement it well. Um, you know, you're talking about going to school, being the first to do that. Like being the first can be daunting. You know, the uh, the voices that you've been surrounded by your entire life just haven't necessarily provided the education or, or insight that makes a strong financial journey easy either, right? But you uh, you kept at it with determination to get that education and to change that cycle. So major kudos to you. Yeah. And the fact too, that, that Sam is making headway with her own money by investing it, but then she's also passing that knowledge yeah. on to her siblings. So good. That's incredible, right? It's just a great reminder to do what we can to help other loved ones when it's possible uh, for us. The, the simple concepts of spending less than you make and investing some of your money can be something that we almost uh, take for granted 
started. Uh, probably a lot of how to money listeners, they, they've, right. they've been in the personal finance space long enough where it feels like everybody should know that, but not everybody knows that. Right. Uh, and so it's just so important to make sure that those around us have that knowledge as well. Um, and I think yeah, there was an article, I don't know, months and months ago, Matt, in the New York Times talking about how just uh, the, the best a financial advisor can be someone in your life, someone already mm. in your life that you know. It doesn't have to be someone that you hire, someone who wears a fancy suit. And sometimes you can be that in somebody else's life. And the fact that Sam is kind of being that um, motivational inspiration and, and aid um, in the life of her siblings is huge. So true, man. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, let's keep moving. Another listener suffered a job loss, but still managed some major money wins. Let's hear that one. Hey, Matt and Joel. My name's Blake. I'm out here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I, uh, been, I've been listening to you guys for a few years now. I wanted to call in to tell you both how much you've helped me through this pandemic, as well as share my 2020 money wins for your end of year episode. You guys have mentioned that 2020 has been an absolute dumpster fire. I couldn't agree more. The dumpster fire specific to me was that I got laid off in April. As scary as that was, money really wasn't a stressor, thanks to the tools and resources you guys have laid out throughout the years. I was lucky enough after about six months and what seemed like thousands, but more realistically, hundreds of applications to get a job in October. I picked up my girlfriend and our dog and moved from Brooklyn, New York to Nashville, Tennessee. As for my 2020 money wins, luckily I was pretty much ready to go when I got laid off. I had zero credit card debt and I had a small emergency fund built up and was still paying my student loans. That had a huge impact on my mental health during the during my unemployment. Um, it, it was great to have that sort of sort of to fall back on if it was ever needed. And luckily, I made it through the unemployment with no credit card debt, a nearly tripled emergency fund, and mildly less student loans. And luckily, I've landed in a place with lower cost of living. So yeah, those are my money wins. I appreciate everything you guys have done. I'm still learning the Nashville beer scene. But if you're ever in Brooklyn, check out Strong Road Brewery. You won't regret it. Keep up the good work. Happy holidays to you and your families. Take it easy. Blake. Blake, oh my goodness, man. That, that is so much change in one year. And, and yeah, moving to a new city, uh, laid off, finding a new job. And I know that can be you know, a frustrating, daunting process, trying to, to find new work too, especially in today's environment. So congrats on all you've been able to accomplish considering all those headwinds you were facing. Uh, by the way, since you're new to the Nashville beer scene, Matt and I will uh, let you know a couple oh, yeah. of our favorites. Uh, Bearded Iris and Southern Grist mm-hmm. are two good ones to visit um, since you're there now. Uh, but uh, can Congrats on coming out even further ahead on your savings despite that job loss. And this is definitely major cause for celebration. To say that you're further ahead on your finances than you were even with all that stuff you faced is just incredible. Yeah. As, as Blake shows, there's so much flexibility you have when you are prepared for emergencies ahead of time. You know, you can move to a lower cost city and you've got additional time flexibility to find the right job. And that kind of helps to maintain um, your mental health, but it also adds to your mental fortitude as well. Blake, because of all this, you're, you're, you're tougher as well. And so, yeah, great job there. So, Joel, let's get to our next listener win. Let's hear one about uh, a listener in San Diego who is taking awesome steps towards uh, securing uh, a solid retirement. Hi, Joel and Matt. This is Tyler in San Diego. My 2020 achievement of the year is finally maxing out in full my Roth IRA and my 401k contributions for this year. Thanks a lot for the show and keep it up. Man, Tyler, maxing out your retirement accounts definitely a win. That's yes. a, a big win that is is hard to get for a whole lot of people. So the fact that you were able to, to hit that $25,000 in one year, uh, congrats on that, man. That's huge. And, and obviously, I'm sure you didn't get here overnight. It took a lot of time and dedication. So uh, I'll just say saving for retirement, something that might be 20, 30, or even 40 years away, it's hard to do for so many people. And the fact that you were able to prioritize it to this extent um, is, is just incredible. And, um, and so, yeah, for any of our other listeners out there, Matt, if if that's a goal of theirs, it's hard to just turn the dial and be like, yep, doing it in 2021. This is something I'm now going to do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's it, it's something that will take maybe a couple of years of cutting back and intentionally putting more and, and just creeping up towards that goal. Right. Um, but major kudos to Tyler for making it happen. I'm going to think of that 25K as like a, a down payment on his future. Um, so yeah it's, nice. yeah, it's pretty awesome. And we got one more listener money win we want to share. And actually, this one is uh, two money wins rolled into one. Hi, Joel and Matt. This is Sandy from New England. I want to share two money wins that I had this year. 
Number one, I finally reached my goal of having six months worth of expenses in an emergency account. I was able to enjoy that for all of about a month because then in October, my water heater and gas burner finally went kaput and I had to um, replace both of those items. So for a little while, I was kind of bummed because I had to dip into that emergency fund. But then, of course, I realized that's what it's for. And by the end of the year, I should be back up to about five months worth of an emergency fund, and I'll continue to fund it. My second win this year was setting up a monthly recurring donation to a local nonprofit. I set it up to come out of my account, $100 every month. So I feel pretty good that by the end of the year, I'll have contributed $1,200 to this particular charitable organization. I appreciate all the things you guys share with us every week, and I'm looking forward to 2021. Thanks so much. Sandy, that is awesome. Sounds like you got that emergency fund in shape just in time. <laughs> Congrats on not having to rely on credit cards at a high rate of interest in order to cover that uh, that unexpected expense. And uh, you know, you mentioned giving. We're, we're fans of intentionally giving money away. So you know, we're pumped to see that you've made this a goal and that you've hit it. I think it can be tempting, especially when a big expense arises that slams into your emergency fund, to uh, to look for maybe some other places to cut back, like perhaps your giving. But you know, your perspective is, is spot on. And doesn't it feel so dang good to, to hit those goals personally and to be part of uh, the mission of a nonprofit? Uh, I think that is just awesome. I'm so glad that you were able to do that. And this is another win too for automation. You know, we were talking earlier about just w- just finding ways to automate things to to get you moving into the direction uh, that you want to be. I think sometimes folks can kind of downplay automation a little bit because it, maybe it removes the heart from what it is that you're doing. But I think uh, whatever it takes to get the ball rolling uh, and then just the fact that that is something you are then doing becomes a part of who you are. And I think that's more important. The fact that A, you're doing it, and then over time, uh, you kind of adopt that as who you are. You are somebody who gives to charity. You've taken the intentional steps to move towards that goal. You're crushing it and, and keep it up. Sandy. Yeah, man, I think automation is huge. And when giving, I agree. I think a lot of people say, no, I don't want to automate it because I will lose the heart behind it. But, you know, actually, our family sponsored a kiddo on unbound.org, which is a super cool website helping kids and their families you know, across the world. And it was fun to do with my daughters to pick a child that we could support. And, you know, we, we have something on the side of our fridge <laughs> where we're reminded about that where that money's going and who it's helping, how it's helping our family. Uh, so uh, we want to automate it so we don't forget. Because, like I said earlier, yeah. I'm prone to forget. <laughs> like I need that automation. If I didn't do it, um, her family wouldn't get the support they need. And so there's just other ways to remind yourself about the good that's happening because of your gift, as opposed to having to actually physically make the contribution every single month. Right. Um, all right, Matt, let's just mention a couple, uh, a couple of people chimed in on Facebook too. Didn't have quite the time to send in a, a voice memo. Sarah mentioned that she paid off $8,000 in credit card debt, uh, has credit card debt now of $0. So yeah, big props to Sarah. Steve refinanced a mortgage, was able to knock off PMI and is saving $200 a month now, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. And then Jesse and his wife have both actually been working more this year. They're both essential workers. His wife is a nurse and they're maxing out both their 401k and IRA contributions. So all those money wins are just so awesome. Thank you guys for sharing every single one of them. It's inspiring to hear what you guys are up to and it feels more like there's a movement happening of people doing really awesome things with their money. And I'm just so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, most definitely. I I think this is just such a great way to finish up the year, right? We feel it's important to make sure that you take a minute to celebrate any of your own financial wins too, you know, even if they seem tiny before you get too busy making those New Year's resolutions. It's actually motivational to see those victories as you start planning your your next financial conquest. Um, and remember too that, you know, when it comes to celebrating these wins, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Joel, you and I were actually going to be celebrating with our wives tonight, kind of celebrating the year and, uh, you know, the things that we were able to accomplish. Uh, and we're going to do that at home with a nice, you know, simple at home cooked meal. We're going to grill up some ribeyes. And of course, we're going to have a a nice bottle of some craft beer because that's what we do. But uh, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. It can be something uh, as as small as uh, as, yeah, cooking a meal at home without the kids having some uh, grown-up time without the kids kind of tugging on the shirts or paying for some babysitters as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and hopefully 
we're going to pull out some Ticket to Ride, uh, have a couple games. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's something that we used to do way more, dude, playing, I know. playing uh, strategy board games, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, the amount of uh, board game hangout time in my life has, has been drastically reduced. Yes. I miss it, so I'm excited to play some board games tonight. But yeah, I mean, it's it really so good. It's not fancy. You know, we're not going to some fancy steakhouse or anything. Like, we're celebrating uh, indoors uh, in our own homes, and just that time is going to be special. I agree. So um, kudos to all of you who have made great money strides this year. I hope this episode has been motivational to you. And hopefully in 2021, we're going to do another Money Jubilee celebrating even more listener wins next year. So yeah, and next year, we'll include you. <laughs> That's right. You. Yeah, you heard us. All right. Uh, Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on this show. This one is Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale called Welcome Back Ale this year because they're raising funds for the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Man, what, what were your thoughts on this beer? I'll point out, I think the first thing that uh, you always notice about a Samuel Smith bottle of beer is that it's always got the gold foil. It's, cla- it's classy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one of the first things that stood out. But yeah, this was a delicious kind of malty uh, winter ale. I feel that maybe one of the ways to describe it is like a kind of a warming beer. It has uh, maybe some subtle kind of winter spices within the flavor profile. But uh, yeah, this is a, a really tasty beer. This is a, a fun, appropriate beer to kind of end the, end the year on, right? And so this is Welcome Back. This is the 2020. 2021 uh, version of this beer. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, kind of like a lot of dark herb beers. And this one, I would say, is more in like the brown ale category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, as it warms up, you kind of start to see more of the nuance in the beer. Specifically in this one, the spice notes became a little more evident. Um, I, I like this beer mostly because it's literally one of the first really good beers I remember having and kind of helped me get into beer as well. Kind of like the, the Trader Joe's beer that we had oh, yeah. <laughs> on Monday's episode. Uh, th- those Belgian beers, this English beer, they were kind of the beginning for me in finding out about yep. good beer. Um, so this one holds a special place in my heart. Uh, and I agree. It's a perfect year end beer to have on the show. Yeah, we're so sentimental. We're kind of, you know, end of the year, we're bringing it back home, <laughs> like going back to our origins as to uh, where it is that we started drinking craft beer. But glad that we were able to share this one. And uh, a lot of listeners, like I said earlier, can find this one too locally. It's not a beer that's super rare or, or something that's way so experimental that uh, it would turn maybe a lot of people off. This is a beer that a lot of people could drink. So, so yeah, we'll link to any of the different resources that we mentioned during this episode within our show notes for this episode. And you can find those at howtomoney.com. Yeah, and we hope you have a, a safe and fun uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you back here in January. We're really excited about uh, the podcast episodes we're going to be able to bring to you next year, including some really awesome interview episodes coming in January too. So look out for those. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure to do that so you continually get notified of the episodes that we're releasing. Yeah, so happy New Year's to everyone out there. And Joel, until next time? Until next year. Oh, until next year. Best friends out. Best friends out. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.